Welcome back to The Ones with Rex and a mystery guest. I'm your host, Rex. We're on to our second episode. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of uh, The Ones with Rex and a mystery guest with our mystery guest, Bono. He uh, does Friday Five podcasts. Give them a shout out. They also He also edits the episodes for me. And so that's awesome of him. He's really talented. Give Friday Five a listen and a like out there. You can also like or, or follow The Ones with Rex on Instagram. I post stuff there. And um, so I'm just excited that uh, that you all liked the first episode, or at least the people that reached out to me. Seemed to enjoy it. I actually bumped into a couple of them uh, this weekend while out. And uh, so I kind of gathered some more some more guests so i think i got like at least six or seven guests line up so that's a lot of records to listen to I, I can't wait to do it but anyways our second episode we have a guest who is a really good friend of mine he's an awesome person he helps uh he actually is a runs a fan club with me but if you don't know much about that we'll we'll get to that part on the other side but first, I kind of wanted to thank everyone for listening. Glad you enjoyed it. If you have any record record recommendations, pass them along to me. Or if you want to be a guest on the episode, hit me up. We're always looking for guests. I say we, it's just me. But nonetheless, uh, come be our guest. Boom. Beauty and the Beast. Um, so real quick, I just want to talk to you or tell you a story about me versus Jeremiah. So, back in 2012, probably the biggest band around was a three-piece band from Denver, Colorado, named Lumineers. So, they had a great debut record, and my buddy and I wanted to go see them. Uh, My buddy Philip, a.k.a. Mr. White. So, Mr. White and I... Headed down to New Orleans to see the band. Great band. Uh, live act. So, the band consists of three main members. Wesley, uh, the lead singer. Jeremiah, the drummer. And Neela. She played, uh, I believe, the cello, violin. I, I can't remember. Anyways. So, and then they had a touring, uh, they had a touring musician with them. Forgot the guy's name. Wore glasses. Anyways. So, we buy the show posters, we have vinyl uh, that we want to get signed, so we wait after the show to to meet the band. So, we're waiting, and we're waiting, and Jeremiah comes out of the bus, and he kind of runs to another bus and hops on, and, and there might be 12 of us waiting, 12 people Waiting to take pictures, get autographs, tell them uh, what their record has done for them in their lives. And we're standing there, and we keep seeing Jeremiah walk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he, like, every time it's like, hey, could you sign this? Hey, could you take a picture? Hey, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't acknowledge us at all. Wesley comes by, talks to everybody, signs autographs. You know, takes pictures, 
you know, shaking hands, kissing babies type situation. So, you know, he says peace out and he, he goes on his way. And Neela comes by. She does the same thing, takes her time visiting with, by this time, maybe only eight of us. So, you know, she's, she's being cordial with everyone and, and talking to the fans and, you know, visiting. And then it gets down to like maybe like three of us. And it's just me, White, and this random person. And Jeremiah keeps going back and forth. I'm trying to get his attention to get it some, you know, something signed. And finally, like, he kind of walks, they all kind of walk off into uh, the streets of New Orleans to, you know, go have a good time. And the touring musician is there. And he passes by, and I, I'm upset at this point, because I'm like, I just need, like, all I need is this guy, Jeremiah, to sign this, this album or this poster for me, and I'm done. And I just kind of raise my voice, I'm like, I need one more autograph from having all the Lumineers. Well, the touring musician turns around and goes, oh man, I'm so sorry, I, I forgot to sign. And I said, not you, Jeremiah. So the touring musician kind of calls out, hey, Jeremiah, are you signing tonight? And Jeremiah just goes, no. And they walk off and the, and the touring musician's like, sorry, pal. And they walk off and I'm just like heated. Like I'm, you had 12 people standing there. And you couldn't sign or say thanks for coming out. Nothing. It's ridiculous. Anyways. So. I'm pretty burned out about it. And every once in a while. I would see their post on. You know. Instagram. And one of them's like. Whoever posts. I don't know who posts for the Lumineers. But they're like in. New Zealand. And they're like. Hey, blah, blah, come play me in chess. And I commented, Hey, if I come down there, will Jeremiah sign the record and poster? And they're like, Oh, you gotta do kickflip first, bro. And I was like, Oh, geez. Well, A, I'm not in New, New Zealand. And B, I don't, I don't, I don't do kickflips, pal. So every once in a while, I'll just comment like, you know, something about that guy not signing. So in 2016, I just got married. I'm sick. I'm at home watching No Country for Old Men. And they post a picture of Jeremiah from like 2010 or 20, 2006 or something like that. And now, and he's wearing the same things like, not much has changed for our drummer Jeremiah. And I think I commented like, has his signature changed in those 10 years? I wouldn't know because he doesn't sign for his fans. I don't know why. I was just, man, I'm, I'm a dick. So anyways, so Jeremiah messages me. He's like, Hey man, I, your name keeps popping up and you keep trashing me. What's the deal? What, you know, what's the story? What did I do wrong here? And I remember messaging him like, hey man, look, 
there's 12 of us outside. You didn't sign for anybody. That's when y'all started, you know, early on. You could at least thank people for coming out to your shows because without fans, you got nothing. And he's like, I was like, I just needed your signature from having all three signatures on this record or all three signatures on this poster, blah, blah, blah. And I sent him the poster that was hanging up in my record store. And he's like, it's kind of weird that you want all three of us to sign your items and you own a record store. Sounds like you're a memorabilia hawk and you're trying to resell stuff. And I was like, hey, pal, I got autographs by bigger people than you. Like, and they're in my personal collection. I don't sell anything autographed. I don't. So, sorry you feel that way, but I'm not that guy. I just like to collect things and hang them on my wall in my house or in my record store so people can come and look. I don't sell it. And he's like, oh, okay, what's your address? And I gave him my address. And then, probably like two weeks later, something comes in the mail. And I'm opening them up, and boom, what is it? Oh, it's the Lumineers' first album sealed oh what's this their second album sealed no autograph nothing I'm trying to figure out if they're test pressings something special about them and I look up their uh, their QR code SKU whatever and it's just records that I could have bought from my supplier at my record store nothing special about these albums and I'm like what in the world? He knows I'm not hawking them. He knows I'm not like on eBay just running up prices. And he just sends me two generic sealed albums. I I don't know. But that's uh, that's the story of me versus Jeremiah from the Lumineers. Uh, I guess he got one up on me because he... Uh, he had me thinking I was going to get something special, and I didn't. But oh well. Anyways, so that's a good, uh, that's a little story for you. But let's get into our mystery guest. Welcome back. Yep. All right. How about that? What was that? French or something? Dang. Now, folks, from what I hear, this young fella coming up next is one hell of a performer. So without any further delay. Let's see what he can do. All right, guys. So we have our mystery guest here. He is Brian Carlisle. He's a good friend of mine. So, Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, bud. How's it going, Rex? Not too bad. I I wanted to get you on one of these episodes and and hopefully, you know, uh, one of the early episodes so you could be one of the guinea pigs. (laughs) Bring it on. So... Let's uh let's tell the audience uh how we know each other. First, you came in, you knew um you know Jeremy Johnson, a good friend of both of ours that we play tricks on. Yep. So Jeremy's the one that did the design logo for the ones with Rex and a mystery guest. He's a great guy. Uh but we we give him hell. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, he uh, he introduced me, I think, by bringing me to the record store that you had and uh, ironically, we started hanging out more, maybe talking more each day because of the uh, LHFC reference. And I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can get into that right now. So I think it was 2017. 
Brian and I and, and another friend of ours, Kenny, start. Well, I started this fan club for a band, and Brian's like one of the first people I invited to to uh, to this Facebook fan club for a band called Lord Huron. And it's been going on for about six years now. And we have done interviews with the band. We've done giveaways with the band and Brian basically runs LHFC because I just dip out occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a brain trust. We, we all, we don't make moves without each other's say. Yeah, and, and I don't think uh, I don't think people in the LHFC understand how often we talk about Lord Huron fan club and how much we do that they don't see. So it, it's it's wild when when people are like, "How did this happen?" Or, oh man, that's really cool. What how how did this go? I was like, uh, "You think Yo. we just sit there?" Yeah, or we just say, "Hey, by the way, I need a break. Um, maybe a week or two. Can you can you take over?" And we usually trade out because it burnout's so easy when it's all the time. Yeah, and it, it was like that when we first started getting it going, and maybe until about 2018, 19, and it's just like, ugh. And I just remember us trading off, like, "You take a break, no? Uh, okay, now you can take a break." <laughs> we, um, do, we do psychological checks. Are how you holding up, man? Yeah, yeah. But I, I love the group. I love that that are you know you're a part of it and you you run it with me and it's and it's a lot of fun and we're going to Red Rocks in about two months to to see Lord Huron uh, up there again. Yeah, we got a meetup coming up again, and I think we had what 125 to 150 in the meetup last time. Yeah, yeah, around that. The first meetup was I don't think you made it, but it was like 30 of us maybe, and then that. After COVID hit in 2022, because they kept pushing it back, um, we had we had a large number of folks, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait to do it again. But what's really funny, um, Brian, is you and I could pick any three records we wanted to, and we did not pick Lord Huron. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of fun because I was trying to. At first thought, I was like, oh, this one. Oh, wait, he knows too much about that one. So it was fun picking albums that you may have heard me reference, but you really probably had no clue about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's two or three records, uh, excuse me, two of the three records that you've told me about and you've talked about, and I just never, you know, really dove into them. So I'm, I was excited to see those two pop up, but I was really surprised Neither one of us threw out Lord Huron or there's a record by Kings of Leon that I have not listened to. That's been out since 2021. Uh, I still haven't listened to it. Oh my God. It's just sitting on my shelf. And I was like, I bet you he's going to make me listen to this. And I would have, I would have lost that bet and that's okay. I wish I had known because I thought you'd already listened to it. I, I think I hooked you into one song. Luckily. Yeah, and I can't I can't tell you what what that song title is or anything. Yeah. So, but um, you live in Seattle, and yeah. I'm 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 still down here in Shreveport. But uh, I hope everything's well. I hope your son's well. Uh, both of them. Um, and daughter. Your daughter's and daughter. Yeah, I was getting to her and the daughter. <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's kick it off here. So do you want to go with your first record? The the first one that you sent me? Sure. Sure. Okay. Go for it, man. Okay. So I don't know which one was literally first, but, um, let's start with Holy Holy. And first off, everybody says, is that religious? And it's, it's no, it's not religious. Um, but their album, this is the third album, my own pull of light. Um, they're from Australia, Oscar Dawson and Timothy Carroll. And uh, I told Rex, give it a full listen as natural pick a fave in the end. So, so give me your thoughts. So <clears throat> you've talked about this band. I don't know how many times and you've, you've messaged with them and you have, I won't say a friendship with them, but you know, they're, they're open to messaging and communicating with, with fans, which I think is awesome. And it seems like it was one of your um, quarantine pickups. It yeah, seems yeah. like as with most ba- most bands during COVID, they really reached out because there was just nothing to do. But um, so it was really easy to talk back and forth because there was live streaming, you know, ask us questions. Um, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little bit harder now because they're on tour, but you know, you get what you can. So how did you come across Holy Holy? You know, I think it was our friend Jessica in England, maybe because um, she's introduced me to some good bands, but I want to say her. And if not her, I'm not really sure. Maybe just random. Cool. Yeah. This is uh, what I have some notes down here, and you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, band from Australia, Duo. Um, this is their third record, and I also have like you've been a you've been a fan of theirs, and have been telling me about them for a while now. And uh, same with the other band that that that's on the list. So my favorite track off this record is oh, the record is uh, my own pool of light. I don't know if we said that it came out in 2019, but. My favorite track off this record is People. And one of the main things I like about this track is, I don't know why, but it reminds me of, there's a track called Big Brat by Phantom Planet, who did the OC, well, they didn't do the OC theme song, but their song was used as the OC theme song, California. Uh, that electronic chugging sound, uh, I really haven't found uh songs like that that kind of give me that big brat feel and this is one of them so um that's why that's why i really like this track people i think it's in the middle of the middle of the set too Mm -hmm. so what where do you fall with people do you i'm not real humans uh but the track people (laughs) people are okay no it's a good it's a great song it was really tough because there's so many favorites of mine in this one and what i like about the band is they really hit on social issues, um, personal issues. So there's a lot of songs that um, can probably speak to a lot of people in different ways or maybe because it's someone you know going through this. Um, so this this album's just deep with it. Cool. So what's your, what's your favorite track? I think mine's probably Maybe You Know, but I mean, there's a lot of close seconds. And I like Maybe you No, know, too, because it deals with suicide, you know, a really extreme depression. And we've all know somebody who's been touched by this. And it's just really, uh, you know, as a band and the lyrics, you know, they're really reaching out, trying to get a hold of this person, explain where they're coming from and trying mm-hmm. to understand where they are. But just whatever they can do to pull them back in, you know. And that leads the album off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a a, a, a deep message, I guess you could say, to, to that lead off. Yeah, and if anybody's interested, I mean, there's Flight, which deals with immigration. There's uh, Sandra, which is LGBTQ, homophobia, trans. Um, Teach Me About Dying is is another one that's, you know, when you're down, you know, 
you know, you just got to turn it around however you can. Frida is gender, gender stereotypes. So it's just rich with it. Oh, also, fun fact, if you're into vinyl, I think all their albums have at least one color variant. Well, we know we uh, we like to chase variants on on vinyl records. Yeah, yeah, you started that. It's all your fault, I think. No, that's not that's not me, pal. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I like the album cover too. Yeah. So that kind of, I used to go to Best Buy and buy just random CDs just for the uh, the album cover. Oh yeah. So, but well, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again for. Uh, introducing me to them years ago and I finally actually listened to them. Nice. Um, so I'll go with one of my records that I, that I sent to you. It's called in the meantime, also in 2019 release. Um, it's about the Altons. It's a band from California. This was actually one of my quarantine finds. Um, I stumbled across a label out of Miami, Florida called mango Hill records. I came across it on Bandcamp, and this is one of the first albums from that label that kind of grabbed my attention of indie rock music, um, surf rock, and kind of glimpses of kind of some soul, some soul music as well. Um, I was reading about them, and they kind of take their inspiration from Radiohead, early Kings of Leon, which means the first three records. Um that's early to me in my book and uh, even the strokes. So the albums kind of cover a lot of ground, but it's a great album, um, great album to toss on. If you are uh, having a small dinner party or, you know, something like that. I, I actually kind of threw this album to you because it's from, it's kind of tied to coal mine records, Dap, Daptone and uh, Penrose records, which, you like, uh, is it Kendra Morris? Yeah, is that the girl's with, name? Yeah, she's with Cold Mine. And I think uh, maybe GA40, maybe Monophonics. Yep. I'm not sure. Monophonics, yeah. They're from that that uh, that label as well. So when I, thought of, I thought of Monophonics as, as far as the soul recipe of this. You know, they definitely linked up there. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just a solid record. Like I said, it's really good. They came out with three variants so far. There's... Um, campfire, which I'll post a picture of. There's just the regular black vinyl, I believe, and a um, and like an orange orange record. So, mm-hmm. uh, you guessed it. Uh, I got all three. Um, so I'm excited about those. They're they're great pieces of art to look at, and the album cover is pretty cool too. So, yeah, I think I said GA40. I think it's GA20. Anyway. Yeah, GA20, that's it. Yeah. So off this record, what what did you like? Um, first off, you're dead right. It's a, it's almost like a full album listen, which is, you know, sometimes hard to find, but you can definitely throw this on the back of a party and just let it rip. Um, and you got your you're taken care of for 45 minutes or so. Um definitely agree on the surf rock, rockabilly flavor, you know, 1950s mm-hmm. surfer guitar in there, and then a dash of soul at times too. So it's all around. Yeah, there's a lot of winners in there. I mean, there's not many duds at all. I mean, there's I don't think there's any duds. They're just all good in their own way. So which one stood out to you? It was tough, but I went with I'll Be Around. Um, kind of like I always lean on a friend in tough times. You know, I'm here for you. A um, little bit light, but um, it was fun. But um, it was a tough choice. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I went, I went with uh, I'll Be Around as well. 
but to give someone uh, some other flavor, Back Home is really good, and so is In the Meantime. But yeah. I mostly wrote notes for I'll Be Around because I was like, I don't think I don't think Brian's going to pick this. Um, <laughs> but right from the jump, when that drum beat uh, hit, I thought of um, that thing you do by the yeah. Wonders. Good call. But uh, but yeah, I, I love this track, and this track is a song to put on while like I I think. You know, something to put on while cooking or a dinner party. Like I said, just a just a few dance moves in the kitchen while that uh while the water's boiling on that spaghetti. And it's probably, you know, I've wrote notes too and I look back and a lot of the songs are definitely about, you know, trouble relationships or gone wrong or, you know, uh, just didn't make it or struggling, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as most songs are. But this whole album's rich with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <clears throat> that's one that I that I found in quarantine, and I was just like, man, this is this is really good. And I've I've held a lot of records, or you know, just bands in general, back from quarantine because it's like, man, I just kind of want to keep these to myself. Um, this being one of them. Another one is a band that we we talked about already, um, not today, but but Young Gun Silver Fox mm-hmm. is uh, is another one that that I liked during was a quarantine find. But yeah, so let's uh, let's move on. What was uh, what was your next record? Let's go with uh, let's go with Poe. Okay, Poe, who is actually and Daniel Lewis Daniel Lewski. I'm, I'm not messing that up, but um, she's uh, been touch and go. Um, this was a second album, October 2000. Um, then she had trouble with the label Atlantic, from what I understand, and it went kind of dead. Um, they want to re-release, wasn't happening. I think she's on her own label now, maybe, but she did some side stuff too with, um, I think it was Conjure One. But um, this uh, was kind of a, uh, I don't know if you call it experimental album. Um, it kind of tied in with her brother's uh, novel about their family, specifically their dad. So a lot of family issues. What's cool is there's some uh, actual recordings of her father on tapes that's throughout the, throughout the whole album. Yeah. So, but it's been yeah. a favorite of mine for a long time. So that that opening track, I, I remember there's like a little like answering machine message or something like that, right? Yep. So the album's called Haunted, That's and um, I've seen the first album, Hello, which was released in 1995. Just kind of growing up, I, I remember seeing that CD cover, and uh, but I never listened to them. So almost what I had Haunted was released in 2004. It, it felt like. Um, she took a hiatus, but if you're telling me it came out in 2000, I don't know why I have 2004 written well, down. I, yeah, I may be wrong. I may have looked at a Wikipedia too, and you know what that gets you. Yeah. One thing I noticed about this, uh, her voice and the music, um, it reminded me of a blend of Liz Fair and Cheryl Crow. Yeah, definitely. And then maybe some physical similar- similarities too. Yeah. So um, my pick off this record was a rambunctious song called walk the walk um yeah. it caught me off guard from the previous tracks uh, leading up to it on the record so it's kind of in your face and, and it's and it's loud instead of just kind of in kind of industrial sounding on the other tracks but but this one kind of piqued my interest and was a little bit different from the others so i enjoyed that yeah, it was some caffeine, some audio caffeine in that one for sure. It, it ramps nerd. So just for just for giggles, did you have a, a second runner up or it was standalone? I will tell you that the other tracks I was looking at, I liked um I like Haunted. Yeah. I like that track. 
So that that was my second that was my second choice. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite was Wild. Um but there again, I mean a second fave I got to say is not a virgin, but I do have to mention like Spanish Doll is even bringing in some flamingo style almost real beautiful, a lot of beautiful flamingo guitar work. Um but yeah, I mean probably w- wouldn't you say this is another just drop the needle and walk away a little bit? Yeah. You just you just kind of put it on and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and that's a long one, yeah. And that's why I like that's why I like records and I like when I listen to albums, I don't I don't listen to singles leading up. I had this conversation with Jeremy recently. It's like he said, Well, what do you what one of our favorite artists, Josh Ritter, dropped a dropped some singles recently. And I was like, Yeah, I I haven't really listened to them or I listened to them once and I was like, I'm just curious on where it falls in the in the track listings because I'm I'm curious on what its neighbors will be and how if the neighbors will let it down or pump it up. So yeah. it, it's one of those and I, I like to listen to full length records and and I, I don't skip around on anything really. Yeah, I think it drives all your friends crazy how you wait to listen to a whole album, even to the release date. And we're listening to, you know, four pre-release singles and just wanting to beat you over the head with the club sometimes. Or in the in the for instance, the Lord Huron uh V Noir, where you had basically the whole album except one song, and you're like, Hey, you just gotta listen to this one part. Just listen to this. I was like, No, man, I, I don't I'll wait. And I do. <laughs> what was the hangout but, song? Was it was it actually the the self titled track, Vid Noir? Yeah, that, that's the one that didn't, yeah, didn't show up anywhere. Yeah, and ironically, we heard that together in uh, the Bomb Factory in yep. Dallas. Um, yes, we we're like, "What the crap is this? I like it. What is it? It just stuck yeah. in my head forever." I know. I, I like the first version that we heard. Second version is yeah. not bad, or, or the studio version uh, isn't bad. But you know, you get what you get. Oh, yeah. Um. So. My my next album, the second album that I sent you, was Breach by the Wall the Wallflowers that came out in two thousand, and I've texted three people uh, their albums, and you're one of the text one of the ones I text with, and you wrote back like an hour later after I sent you this list. It felt like you wrote back. And you're like, hey, look, is there any way that we can swap out Breach by the Wall? The wallflower. I almost said wildflowers. Tom <laughs> Petty. Uh, by the wallflowers, because I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know what it is. I, I just can't get into it. I might not have much to say. And folks, we don't. I, I don't swap. <laughs> we don't play like that. My, like Jacqueline's uncle once told me. I don't split steak. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't swap out records. There was another guy that sent me his three, and I was just like, oh boy, I got it. Like this might be difficult for me because this is people I don't listen to, but that's the fun of it. And then he he texts me back and he's like, I, "I was just kidding. You don't have to listen to Billy Ray Cyrus, Insane Clown Posse, <laughs> and Del Mitri was the third one. Oh no! Um, so we all love Del Mitri. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, the Wallflowers breach. So a little bit about this album came out in two thousand. It was the follow up to Bringing Down the Horses which was a juggernaut of a record has so many singles on it to me, Brian, to me, it's just as good uh, and just a solid. Um, it's just a solid effort um, for a record that 
comes after a, such a big uh, album such as Bringing Down the Horses, a great rock album. Um, for some reason, a lot of people completely forgot about this and forgot about them. To be honest, they still they still put out music, but you know they're always you know feels like you're always chasing that that big hit. Um, so uh, this album has some really good good gems in it for me. Uh, I don't know how it did for you. You had to listen to it like three or four times, I think. Yeah, I wanted to give it a good listen to it. And you're right. It's a good call to not be able to change it because um, otherwise you're just stuck in a rut and you're not giving other things a second chance, maybe like this one for me. Um, yeah. And as, and as far as the band goes, amazing band. We know where their heritage comes from, too, you know, with, with him and everything. But um, I just never really got connected with them. Um, and plus radio burnt to a crisp a couple of singles and that never helps sometimes when you're not exactly on board yes yeah yeah that that record bringing down the horses had one headlight and they had another track off of it i cannot remember but they just played the mess out of six yeah, avenue it, heartache yeah um, yes, exactly just in those those top 40 if not top 20 loops that just stay there yep yeah so Going back to this record, um, my favorite track is Morning Train. Okay. And the reason why I like it is it's kind of a – it's on the slower side for this record because everything else is kind of ramped up. Um, but I love the organ in it, and uh, it gives me early uh, early Ryan Adams. Ryan, R-Y-A-N, uh, Adams. Um, yeah, Morning Train um, – Murder 101 is a great one too. And, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of them on here. Um, hand me down, sleepwalker, witness. Uh, so yeah. So anyways, I'm, I'm so, waiting. I'm waiting. I, there's something on this record that's one of your favorites and I, you didn't mention it. It's it, one of my favorites and I didn't mention it. Yeah. It's got a hidden track. <gasps> what? Yeah, at the end of 10, at the end of Birdcage, it kind of lulls and then it pops back in. And I think most people call it Baby Bird. But okay. um, it's a light, you know, uh, like almost like a lullaby or something, you know, maybe. But um, interesting. I actually enjoyed it. But I thought you would mention it. You didn't mention it. No, because I because when I think about this, because on the first episode, uh, Bono and I discussed hidden tracks and if they're listed on um if they're listed separate from right. the track it's tied to yeah as far as far as the light look i saw in little research it's not really advertised interesting so that's the that's your song no i actually went with sleepwalker oh. <laughs> <laughs> i had to throw that out there and singer no i went with sleepwalker um you know a uh, bad love song again um i yeah. like the sam cook reference in it and yeah. uh, I think it touches Sam on his, his whole fiasco and how his demise, you know, came across and everything. So that was kind of cool. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a one I did not mention. I don't think, but yeah, Sleepwalker is a great track. Um, side note about Jacob Dylan, uh, Bob Dylan's son. Mm -hmm. We all know. Um, he was recording an album with Dave Matthews here in town. And this is when I had to shop downtown and my buddy Sean Stroop was playing bass on this record for Jacob Dylan and, and, uh, Dave Matthews. And he calls me and he goes, Hey, grab probably like 10 Dale blue shirts. 
grab 10 day old blue shirts, come meet me at this place. I'm like, all right. So I go, I walk in to this kitchen area. Jacob Dylan's making tea. Dave Matthews is just standing there talking to some people. And I'm, I'm standing next to Sean. I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he goes, just hand those shirts out. <laughs> and I was like, Oh crap. So I hand them out and I'm not a big Dave Matthews fan. Yeah. Early but, on, but, um, it just, it's a jam band and everybody, you know, some people like that, but, um, I'm with yeah. you. It's great, but it's just not my thing. Well, my, my good friend, uh, Philip, who I mentioned in, in, in the opening of this, this episode, he's a big Dave Matthews fan. And I took a picture of Dave Matthews at that moment and I sent it to him. He goes, how did you meet him? <laughs> um, but anyway, so I passed the shirts out and Allison Mosshart is there. Does that name ring a bell? That is, you know, I think I put that note somewhere, but what did I? Okay. So yeah. So she's the lead singer of dead weather. Yes. So and, yeah. And she's going to tie into your other third choice later for me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I met Jacob Dylan and he was, I was starstruck by him. I didn't take a picture with him. Gave him a shirt. I was like, hey, I run a record store here in town. Here's a shirt. He's like, oh, cool. Thank you. And I bolted. And <laughs> Sean, like later that next day, that next day, Sean's like, hey, someone left their shirt here and it's just draped over a chair. And Dave and Jacob Dylan are just talking nonstop about the logo and how it's simple, but it's kind of cool looking, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Fast forward. I don't know when. I don't know. I can't remember when that story happened and when this story picks up right here. Some guy, Blayton Young, something like that, some like local touring musician up in Connecticut, opened up for the wall, the Wallflowers up there, and he got his picture taken with Jacob Dylan. What's Jacob Dylan wearing? No way. The Dale Blues T-shirt, <laughs> and they say like he's been photographed in this thing like three or four times, not just like. On the road, kind of, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. He's like at events wearing this shirt. <laughs> so I was like, man, I just, I've never seen him live, but I want to go see him. And when I do, I'm just going to bring him like five more Dale Blue shirts. And that's our boy, Jeremy, I think came up with the original, maybe. Yeah. 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 Jeremy Johnson. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that's my tie to Jacob Dylan. And you just think about like, you look into Jacob Dylan's eyes, you look into Dave Matthews band or Dave Matthews eyes. And my in-laws taught me this and I never thought about it until then. They're like, when I looked into my, my grandmother's eyes, those are the same eyes that saw so-and-so, so-and-so and this president. And it's like, wow. And when you look into Jacob Dylan's eyes, he's seen in his eyes, he has seen Tom Petty, like one-on-one, he inducted Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers into the Hall of Fame. Right. So he's seen Bob Dylan, his dad. He's seen like just these, and I just never think about that. Was he so, tied to the movie Echoes in the Canyon? He's or, behind it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, awesome movie if anybody hadn't seen it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's behind that. Um, but anyways, so let's go to your uh, let's go to your pick, bud. All right, we're at number three, so we're talking Boy and Bear, another Aussie group. Um, this is the album Suck on Light, fourth album. Came out about September 2019. Uh, got lucky and saw them. They came over here and saw them in a small tavern bar 
in the backstage in Seattle in uh, October 2019. That was amazing to be so close. And $25 a head can't beat. Nope. But um, yeah, uh, been listening to them probably as long as Holy Holy. Uh, I'm definitely sure that probably Jessica, our friend, told me about them too, for sure. Um, okay. But uh, tough choice in the albums. Um, to me, this one is a more recent album and it has, uh, to me, it's stronger. Not that the others are weaker, but uh, I had a lot of favorites when this one came out. And it was during, you know, obviously uh, it struggled with COVID because it came out and, and then tour got crushed, you know, so. It happens. It happens. It happens. So what did you think and what was your number one? So like you said, this is another um, COVID fine for you. And it's another one of the records that you're like, Hey, give, give this a shot. And I listened to, I listened to a previous album by theirs. I can't remember the name and had looked like it was blue on the front. Um, but with boy and bear, um, my selection was bird of paradise. Um, so love the harmonies on this record and uh bird of paradise would be my choice uh but yeah i know that, that you, it's got that running that running stomp of a, of a bass drum that rhythm that just it just it's like you you hit the road and you keep on going kind of thing yeah and it swallows you up yeah so i like it um another one for me was the title track suck on light yeah and so those are those are probably my two favorites off the record but i I didn't think you would go uh, two Aussie bands. Yeah, I didn't either, but I was like, you know what? These are guaranteed. He knows hardly anything about, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, Boy and Bear. Uh, my favorite ended up being Rocking Horse. Tough choice again. I don't think it's my wife's favorite, so she's you know she has to listen to the car. But um, I like it. I'm a sucker for some anthems sometimes, and this is definitely an anthem. Um, spinning into a positive, you know, and just, uh, it's a, definitely got a positive vibe. Um, it starts with the chant at the beginning and then builds up and then you're, you got that typical, you know, loud anthem rock, you know, sound. Yeah, this, this is a, this is a record and a band that you've, you've, uh, you've hit me over the head with a few times. And so I'm glad I got to sit down and actually listen to a full length of theirs. Uh, like I mentioned, I can't, I can't remember the album of the, um, of the first one I listened to the album title of the boy and bear track. I mean, a record, but yeah, it's a, it's another crowd pleaser for me. Uh, I like the guy's um, voice. I love his vocals. So yeah. Yeah. Really. They had some, uh, some health, health concerns, health issues with lead singer and stuff. And people can look into that if they want to, but um, you know, they've been through a lot, uh, especially not only COVID, not only COVID, but with that. And, you know, as any record band, we, we saw, you know, you and I talked about a ton of bands during COVID and what they're doing, how they're, how they're surviving, by, who's yeah. reaching out, who can you, uh, who's doing Q and a what night and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. COVID's kind of changed the game on a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bands, but, um, all right. My third and final selection. Was that your third? That yeah, was? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the last album to wrap us up, uh, is, Fever to Tell by Yeah Yeah Yes came out in 2003. Three-person band opened for The Strokes and The White Stripes before they released an EP. Nice. 
they were working on it and they're just opening for two of the biggest, biggest bands in, in the early two thousands. Um, the album cover grabbed my attention when I first saw it and, uh, it's garage rock punk album. If, if you're around my age, which is, you know, I almost said I'm 38, I'm 39, about to be 40, but I was 20. Uh, yeah, I was 20 when this came out and it just knocked me in the dirt in a good way. I came across this band one night, one late Saturday night. Uh, I was watching MTV and the music video for maps popped on uh-huh. and uh, I was glued to the TV. Brian, I, I could not move. I was just like, what is this? And uh, I loved it. Um, I might have went to our family computer, a Dell desktop computer in our laundry room and might've fired up either LimeWire or Casa uh, to, to download it. So it's just an insane track and I love it. Um, so I'll go. Um, so my choice is maps. Um, I think we did a cover up. We didn't do it, but there's a band that I came across that did, or a female that did a cover of maps. And I think it's on our like wedding mix CD for my wife and I, but I'll, I'll tell you more about maps. I, I want to hear your, your selection and what you thought about this record. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's familiar with them, it's, you know, full angst, just high energy, just, you know, screw it, run, run to run back into the fire kind of thing. Um, yeah. Oh, before I forget, yeah, the Allison Mossart thing. Um, I, as soon as I, you know, dove deep into this deeper than I probably have with this band. Um, I was like, you know what? It's starting to sound definitely a similarity with Allison Mossart, lead singer of Dead Weather. And um, I think it's funny that it was already mentioned. I mean, that's cosmic. But um, yeah, I wanted to go with maps, but I was like, well, let me let me work a little harder. So I went with Rich. Rich, 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 rich. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. Uh, and most of the songs are pretty quick. You know what? You know, two and a half, three minutes average. Oh, band. they're barn burners. Yeah. And um, this one's, you know, no exception, you know, just raw sex not sure if it was good or bad it's it's open to interpretation but just no restraints i love the high-pitched guitar squeals mm-hmm. um, just all the energy involved it's good and it's and it's nuts that it's just three people yeah yeah i mean it's a huge sound yes it's it's just mind-blowing but like the whole album is just so loud and destructive i guess you could say and then you have maps kind of in the middle of the record yeah, I think at the end it kind of turned down the volume a little bit and kind of slowed down, maybe, if I remember right. Yeah. Going back to Maps, because I because there's a wild story with it, um, but the hook is, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you. You know, you know yeah. that. Um, well, so that's in 2003. Eight years later, uh, at, I'm going to get this name wrong. Ezra Conan. Koenig. Koenig? Koenig? Uh, Anyways. Yeah, I know where you're trying to go. I'm not going to jump in there, though. <laughs> so, the lead singer of Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you read all about this? I guess not. Okay. So, 2011, Ezra, the lead singer of Vampire Weekend, tweets out, Hold up. They don't love you like I love you. That's it. Mm-hmm. 2014, 
11 years after Maps comes out, and I think Maps is like the third or fourth single off this record, by the way. Um, in 2014, Ezra is teaming up with the DJ uh, Diplo. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of sampling stuff and trying to get a feel for the next Vampire Weekend song or album, excuse me. And he lifts like some uh, Diplo does like a hook from um, an Andy Williams song. Mm -hmm. And Ezra likes it. And he's like trying to figure out something to go on top. And so he goes, hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Stand up. They don't love you like I love you. Wait up or whatever. So he starts singing that and he likes it and he decides like, Hey, I like this, but I think Ezra says this, like, I think Beyonce should sing this. I think it's more fitting for her. And Diplo's like, well, I work with, uh, I worked with Beyonce. I can get it to her. So he gets it to Beyonce. Then Beyonce loves it. She sends it out to other people that she's working with for an album called Lemonade, which was like 2016. Yeah. So she sends it to all these people and she sends it to Josh Tillman, who is Father John Misty. Mm -hmm. So Father John Misty like writes like a little break of it. And it's like, I'd rather be crazy than, than stupid or, or something weird. So it makes the album for Beyonce Lemonade. And at the end of it, the writers are Ezra, Diplo, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Beyonce, Soldier Boy, and Father John Misty. Jeez. So it's all like six people, six or seven people that wrote it and it's all because Ezra tweeted hold up they don't love you like I love you <laughs> because he thought hold up they don't love you like I love you sounded way better than wait they don't love you like I love you but he made it a point to to get to give the yeah yeah yes credit for it yeah I think I'm with the wait I just like the one syllable the wait yeah it called it, it the word alone makes you pause and then there's a pause something yeah yeah i I, man that's a fantastic guy i love it um so that's our six tracks i mean that's our uh that's our albums so going back holy holy maybe you know and people those are two tracks off that um the altons uh i'll be around and followed by um heading home i believe it was the other track that i selected uh let me see sorry back, let's see was it back home back home back yeah. home yeah um and that was uh was that instrumental or very little very little vocals very little vocals yeah yeah that was um that was my favorite of the three uh second yeah yes of course wallflowers and third um no harm but uh, uh i'm definitely adding already some of the songs to the altons to some playlists yeah um so the Altons, I'll be around also back home. Um, Poe, Walk the Walk, and Wild. Yeah. Uh, Wallflowers, Sleepwalker was your choice. Morning Train, Morning as in Crying mm. and Sad. Um, Boy and Bear. Uh, I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> Dude, what did I write? 
Let's, oh, you did uh, um, Bird of Paradise. Bird of Paradise. Okay. Yeah. Bird of Paradise and Rocking Horse. And uh-huh. then the last album, Yeah, Yeah, Yes, you picked Rich. Yeah. And I picked Maps. And that was from the album uh, Fever to Tell. So I got one, one more thing. Um, we're going to do uh, Lord Huron. We're going to do Long Lost. Just off the top of your head. Oh, man. It depends on which day. Nope. Uh, today. <laughs> well, today today I'm going to go with Long Lost. The sun is shining outside. I always told a few people. It reminded me a little bit of John Denver vibing in it. Um, yeah. Looking out the window at the mountains. So I'm going Long Lost. Track, you know, self-track title. How about you? I'm going Not Dead Yet. You, you can't beat any of them. I mean, any day. Any day. <laughs> Yeah, I um my uh the kid, uh call him Harry. Uh the kid is uh he loves to run to our Google dot or whatever and goes, Hey Google, play not dead yet. <laughs> and so uh he loves it. But so I'm going not dead yet. Um I wanna thank you once again for being my guest here on The Ones with Rex and a Mystery Guest. Uh, Brian, why don't you, uh, what's, what's a, uh, Instagram handle so people can yeah. follow you if you, if you want people to actually follow you. You bet. I'm a graphic designer, do repurposed artwork, uh, do custom apparel, stained glass. Well, I'm just artsy. So gadgetsponge.com. It's gadget sponge everywhere else you look. I think I'm the only one in the world, probably gadget sponge. If you find something else, it's something to do with a sponge. So shouldn't be hard to find. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, cool, man. Thank you once again for being a guest. And, and I got some albums I can listen to now. And I'm sure we'll talk again in 15, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We got to figure something <laughs> out for Red Rocks. Everybody listen. Follow the podcast. Oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, love you. I hope you have a great day and be safe. Back at you, bud. All right. Bye. Thank you once again to my guest for this episode, Brian Carlisle of Gadget Sponge big fan of his uh love his work and and a really good friend and um now we have six more albums we can listen to the altons wallflowers holy holy boy and bear poe and the yeah yeah yes so be sure to check out those six albums you can uh you can start by following uh the songs that we picked i'll make a playlist as usual for you and i might even throw uh throw on Hold up by Beyonce. Just for just just to do it. So, anyways, thank you once again for listening. We'll be back for a third episode. Have a great day. See you later. Catch you on the flip side. Be my